Hello and welcome to the Crack and Banter podcast with me, Reese, and my co-host Luke Mackay. Luke Mackay, how are you? I'm very well, thank you for having me on the Crack and Banter podcast. Of course, happy to have you on, uh, my special guest. Um, this is our third episode, we've been having a lot of fun so far, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, it's been, it's been smooth, like... A summer breeze makes me feel fine. That is exactly what it's been like so far. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun. And yeah, we've, we've had a couple of weeks talking about um, our most anticipated movies. And this week we're sort of moving on to some more, uh, more relaxed topics. We've got some cool ideas for stuff to come up. So we're excited to get back into it. Uh, how have you been, Luke? I've been well. I had a fair bit of university work to do this week, yeah. So that was quite stressful. Well, I always say stressful. I always, I, I feel like there needs to be like a reworking of the word stressful. Maybe like a different word we can use because I always feel like when I say stressful, people think like I was struggling or whatever. Whereas usually when I say stressful, I just mean it was quite an intense workload. Yes. No, I know what you mean. Yes, do you know? Yeah, so you don't, you never want to tell people that it was stressful or whatever because then they get concerned. It just, yes, what I just mean is it was quite hard work. Yeah, stressful always implies that it, it, give, it gives you a great deal of stress, which it, I suppose it does to a certain degree, but it, there needs to be a word for like fleeting stress, you know, that stress that it's only present while it's happening and then it's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, oh. Got, I was able to get to bed on time, had plenty of sleep and everything. Yeah. So yeah. It's, our our it's only... listeners don't need to be just so concerned. Yeah, yeah. You can rest easy knowing that look is perfectly fine. Uh, I should use listeners plural. We, that's very cocky. Maybe just listen, listeners. <laughs> any more than one is is plural. So, you know, I listen back to edit the podcast our mums listen sometimes so you know we've got easily more than one listener yeah yeah i do have to confess to our listeners with the s in brackets i don't yeah. actually listen back to the podcast because i don't like the sound of my own voice on recordings so i have to apologize that we're not in solidarity that way i don't have to suffer through me talking for an hour you do <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I imagine, I reckon there's a lot more people like that than you think. I mean, especially yeah. actors. There's so many actors that I've learned recently um, will like never watch themselves back or they'll maybe watch back the scene after it's recorded, but they won't watch the the actual movie or anything like that. Yeah. Adam Driver doesn't watch his films. Yeah, Adam's that was what I was thinking of that. <laughs> I know. That, that's such a shame though, especially like there's, he's been in so, so many great movies, though, too, that it's like, that's so unfortunate that he wouldn't get to see some great movies. To be fair, even if he watched all the other scenes, he'd be, he'd be losing the best bits of any of those three movies. Yeah. I still, I still think the sequel trilogies, I'm, I'm never going to like episode eight, that's not up for debate, but I still <laughs> think the sequel trilogy, 10 years, might be looked back I could the same sort of thoughts because you'll yeah i could imagine that happening i mean i def like there it has it has so many great bits in it that it would be it would be hard to look back and not enjoy any of it you know that's when you sort of find all of the best moments yeah you know astrology is a pass for ever, all of the bad bits yeah like the one that in years people forget about alien <laughs> titty milk but I don't actually think that's po it's possible to forget that, but I think people dialogue the sort of yeah some of the characters and Jar Jar Binks. I feel like maybe intent people might sort of the Ren story stand out from that trilogy. Negative parts, you know the the bit the first things I think of are all the bits that I liked. Yeah. You know, it's not it doesn't leave a bad taste in my mouth necessarily. So I think that just depending on how big a fan you are, sort of. It'll take different people longer, depending on which ones you liked and which ones you didn't. The only thing that probably works against their favour is the prequel trilogies start yeah, weak and finish strong. The fact that we're still going to keep getting Star Wars for a long time now, 
I'm not sure it worked um, against it as well. Like the priests, we had a lot of time to sit on them and be, you know, it's, it's easy to fault them whenever we were still getting Star Wars. Whenever you go for a little while and you're not next one, you know. I mean, as well, I think you have to factor in post 2005, three years, the only Star Wars we got was Star Wars The Clone Wars, which was taking the characters from the prequel trilogy and giving them better storylines, better writing. Uh, making it a bit more mature. Yeah. I I, th- I feel like there's already been a conscious decision to mostly just abandon the sequel trilogy's characters. I don't think there's going to be anything like that to try and save some face for them. I mean, it, of the Disney stuff, I mean, the only ones so far that seem to be getting retained are... Is I think we discussed it in the TV pre- previews, Cassie and Andor stuff, because I mean, yeah. Rogue One was by far and away the best received movie critically. Yeah, Disney movies, I I think they are just cutting their losses now with the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I think that is true. I mean, even if you look at sort of the series that we're getting, we're getting that Cassie and Andor series, but everything else is either about characters from the original series and the prequels or set at a time where those are the sort of characters they might bring back, you know, they're opening up the Mandalorian to bring back characters from the original series that we haven't seen. And they've got the Obi-Wan series to bring back prequel characters, you know, and same with the Boba Fett series. I think that could be revisiting lots of places and characters from older movies. I think it's unlikely that we're going to get a lot of seeing you know john boyega and stuff again which i think is a shame for a lot of those characters because there's so many characters in the prequel or the sequels that i actually really like and are very interesting i think they're some of the most interesting characters that we've got but it was the execution of the the movies themselves that i think was poor yeah i think if i was going to pick one character to give a standalone series i'd probably pick poe dameron i thought yeah i actually thought first movie after the whole Han Solo, Kylo Ren storyline, the best part of um, the <laughs> episode seven was Pooh and uh, Finn's bromance. Yeah, which... I, I think I was going to say, if if we're if we're picking movies to see from the sequel trilogy, I think better than a Poe Dameron series, give us a Poe and Finn series, you know, yeah. get bring those two together again. Yeah, and then they took that, which is probably one of the best things about episode seven, and instead through um fin in with the rose and i i would like to point out i'm not having a go at the actress who played rose because she's already had enough of a bad time from some quite frankly rabid nerds on the internet i think yeah. she was given a quite frankly awful script to work with so i'm not having a go at her but that storyline was awful yeah i didn't love that and i also i think it was made even worse that then uh, in episode nine, they were like, okay, we'll just not use her at all This in this movie then, you know, like uh, that was so, just no redemption even for that character at all. It was like, uh, you were bad in the last one, so we're just not going to let you do anything in this one. Yeah, that, I mean, that exact, there was an exact line that was just physically, made me cringe physically. Uh, I think there's like, they asked her, we're going to do this and this. Do you, are you coming? And she was like, no, I better stay and monitor the reports or something. Yeah. Oh. Ah, I like it's serious. Um, Pucci died on his trip back to his home planet vibes. Yeah, that is, that is truly just horrible. Just incredibly awful writing. Even if you were to write someone out, which I don't think they should have done, but even just give it a, a second more thought than that 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 may as well have been improvised they may as well have said oh um you have to stay here for some reason just make it up on the spot action you know like they that's that's what i would come up with if you had to say give me a reason that rose has to stay on planet i'd be like oh she has to monitor the reports you know just pick some star warsy words and yeah it would have been it kind of maybe the only thing I mainly thought is maybe it was just setting up for something later on the movie, but didn't they genuinely just like completely cut her character? Yeah, because like, it does it does cut back to the base with uh, you know Leia and everything. That is an aspect of this story, and Rose doesn't do anything at any of those points either. It was like it yeah. was just so so lazy a way to get rid of her. 
yeah anyway uh star wars nerds if you're listening we won't read your emails so yeah. get angry if you want but we don't care <laughs> I mean, they love getting angry. The only reason they would still be listening is just to get angry, because I think I've pretty much had a go at them in every single episode. And you know what? We love the extra listen, so... <laughs> You're here. what you like, Star Wars nerds. <laughs> they didn't hurt. make your fan theory of Jar Jar Binks being a Sith Lord real. Oh, life must be so horrible. There is no life more horrible than that of a Star Wars nerd. Truly, just hating that which you love so much, a darker journey has never been uh, never been travelled. I would like to point out before someone else accuses us of bullying them, we are Star Wars nerds, but yeah. with a small N. We're talking about Star Wars nerds with a big N. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Capital N-E-R-D. Like, anyway, Star Wars chat aside... Um, we have some yeah. new segments this week to to give our podcast a little bit of um, structure. After last week, we had quite chunky topics, so this week we're going to kind of divide it up a little bit. Um, we're going to start off, we have a, some news of the week, nothing too morbid. I'm keeping it light, just talking about some entertainment news and, uh, you know, no, no real news. No real news on this podcast. Yeah. I love the fact that um, best not real news. Like, there's someone just thinking well i could watch traditional mainstream media or i could wait and get my the real the real inside scoop from an obscure niche podcast that releases once a week yeah yeah yeah. people are clamoring to hear our views on brexit look but we're keeping that information to ourselves we like to talk about star wars um but the real issue the real issues, exactly. Um, you could argue that this is the real news, the realest news of all. Uh, okay. But what first we off, we have, we have a couple of trailers released this week. Um, we First off, because uh, I don't know if you've even watched this, we have the Raya and the Last Dragon trailer. We talked about this in our uh, movies of 2021, um, but we got a trailer this week. Did you watch it? Which one was it? It's the new Disney animated movie. Is it the one that looks like Hide the Train Your Dragon? Because I saw a trailer for that on the TV. Yes, it's sort of How to Train Your Dragon meets Avatar The Last Airbender, basically, is sort of what it looks like. It's uh, four different tribes or colonies or communities, um, each with a different, not par, but different uh, aspect of the world that they're connected to. And she is on a quest to find the last dragon so that she can bring uh, the whole, uh, all the groups of people together. So it's 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 Avatar, but with dragons. Um, it looks cool. I mean, I don't think that story is the most engaging thing ever, just because Avatar already did it like in the coolest way. So you know, but it looks cool enough. I'm not passing any judgment. Only thing I'm I'm a bit unsure about it's scheduled to come out 4th of march it's get it's meant to come out both theatrically and on disney plus but they're doing the same thing they did with moana on or not moana sorry mulan on disney plus where you pay the extra premium to be able to watch it and i am not a fan of that because i mean what what are you paying for the streaming service for then like i mean exactly netflix put their original movies behind a pay barrier yeah um I mean, I understand releasing theatrically and then waiting a little while before releasing on Disney Plus, but yeah. at the same time, this just it it feels especially like this year, whenever there's going to be so few people seeing movies theatrically, I I can't see this going well. I mean, it didn't work for Mulan, but I feel like they may not have lost money on that, but certainly didn't get the the release they would have got had it opened theatrically, you know. So. Yeah, I, um, I can't see people going in for this again. Yeah, I mean, their plan with Milan, I think, um, was to market that big in China. I mean, obviously, I, th- I think China are reporting lower coronavirus numbers, so I don't know whether their theaters were open at that time. I guess not. I think they've kept their restrictions yeah. mostly throughout. So, I mean, I doubt they're probably looking they were probably targeting something a billion dollars plus in terms of worldwide gross 
So, I mean, yeah. there's no way they've made what they wanted on that movie. Yeah, so I, I don't know about that, but we'll see close to the time. If cinemas are open again and it seems relatively safe, I would definitely see it. But then again, we'll just see when we get there because, of course, who knows what anything is going to happen in the next little while. Um, yeah. However, similarly, also releasing theatrically and on HBO Max, we have Godzilla vs. Kong. This was the big trailer of the week. Did you watch this? Um, Do you know what? A... I didn't feel like I needed to. I feel like I got enough from the memes. That is that is true. Uh, what what are your thoughts? Um, I I really 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 want King Kong to win. Just I mean the summary of it: who would win? Big. A massive lizard who shoots nuclear rays or monkey. <laughs> yes. But King Kong has that well. axe. He's got that cool axe. He's a bigger boy now. I don't know. My money's on Kong. I feel like my theory is um that they're going Kong's going to be about to kill Godzilla and the upset. The biggest upset in movie history, and then they'll find out his mum had the same name as Godzilla's lizard mum. Yes, and yes. Fight against Mothra. Yeah, and then um, no, Mothra will Mothra will come in, and then Godzilla will turn to King Kong, and he'll say, "Is she with you?" And then Godzilla will say, "I thought she was with you." This is ingenious writing. Someone, somebody, write this down. No more. We'll- this is Zack Snyder's The Lookup a few years. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, I think I think it looks interesting enough. I think it did say, there, uh, reportedly, I can't remember if it was the director or one of the writers who said this, but um, they said that it, it there will be a definitive winner. I still, I, I doubt it. I highly doubt that either of them are going to die just because... Listen, they're they're gonna team up at the end and fight something else. They just they are. That's guaranteed. Um, there's some theories that it looked like there was a clip from the trailer. It might be Mecha Godzilla. Some people have theorized. We'll see. That could have just been something else in the trailer. I don't know. There's rampant theories as there always are with these trailers. I think the one thing you can guarantee is that uh. It won't just be those two. There will be a third party, whether it's as they say, yeah. Mecha Godzilla, or if it's Mothra, or Mecha Barbara Streisand. <laughs> uh, there, there, there will be someone else. But it's, it's like it's like wrestling, you know. These are yeah, in the in the universe of Kenji or whatever it's called, there is a proper. Is it no? It's not Kenji. Kenji's like the no, name. It's Kaiju. The, the, Kaiju. Oh, Kaiju. That's it. That's the one. Um. It's it's just like wrestling, you know. Those are the two biggest draws. You can't book one to go over the other one completely clean. If one wins, it's because of shenanigans. It'll most yeah. likely they end in a draw. Yeah, I I think uh, this. I mean, this is my guess, and sort of just based on the different things we saw in the trailer. But I think that first fight um, on the sort of big. Um, sort of battleship type thing uh, that looks like the first time they interact I reckon Godzilla will maybe beat King Kong at that point or sort of at, at the very least injure him and then the later battle whenever Kong has his uh, his big axe I think Kong's going to come back and he's going to win that one that's my theory, that's my bet if you're listening hold me to that and we'll see when we when we come back after we watch it um, we'll see if I was right and if if I'm right I don't know. I win something. What's the bet? Look. Um, if you win the bet, I'll, I'll, I'll no, I'll guess I'll write a song about Godzilla or something and perform it <laughs> on the podcast. I, I don't okay. force in this bet, but if if you want me to do something, I will. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, and then if I'm wrong, I'll have to do whatever the punishment is. Is more what I was getting at. Oh, so yes. is that the punishment? We whoever. So if if I'm right, you have to write a song about Godzilla, yeah, and why he's the king of the monsters. And if I'm wrong, then I have to write a song 
Yes. Uh, is mine also about Godzilla, or do I have to write it about King Kong? Well, I said Godzilla. Well, no, actually, see, you've... I, I reckon we'll go with you. yours has to be about King Kong, because, I mean, I think I want King Kong to win more. I don't know if you, who you want, but I think you feel like Godzilla at the moment is more powerful than King Kong, so... If, yeah, if... Um, my bet is still that Kong's going to win, but that's because he's the underdog. I think he is... You know, I think he's going to come out on top. I think yeah. also he he actually, oh, new theory that's just come into my head. In this in this universe, he's never actually called King Kong. He's always referred to as Kong. Uh, he was in like the the Kong movie and in this trailer. But Godzilla was king of the monsters, and then in that movie, there's also King Ghidorah, who is called King because he defeats Godzilla. So maybe this is my new theory: Kong is going to defeat Godzilla. And that's how he then gains the name King Kong because he's the new king of the monsters after he defeats Godzilla, the current king of the monsters. That's my theory. Have I blown your mind? I think it's got legs. But I thought in yeah. the original King King Kong movie, he was King Kong on when he was still on Skull Island. In the in the old King Kong movie, he was always called King Kong, but in Kong Skull Island, he's only referred to as Kong, as as far as I remember. If I'm wrong, sorry, <laughs> but that's I I think, I think he's always called Kong. I always think these kaiju movies have surprisingly deep backstories for what essentially used to just be a man in a lizard costume stomping around a, a, like a mini scale Tokyo and kicking it over. Yeah, I, I hope that that's what the next movie is. Whatever the next movie is in this series, I I beg that that's all it is. I'd like real, real bad suit as well, not like not really modern, cool looking animatronics and, and uh, you know, realistic puppetry. Just a, a man in his like you can borderline see the face poking out behind the mouth of the Godzilla, you know? That's what Hey everyone, Reese here, just letting you know that we sadly had some technical issues recording today. We tried a different recording setup and it uh, did not work at all. So we lost a, a big chunk of the episode, unfortunately, where we started our topic. We were discussing movies that are very similarly titled, very similar in plot, um, or that came out around the same time and that are regarded as being extremely similar movies. So that was our topic for this week. Uh, you very unfortunately missed a big section where we discussed uh, the similarities between the movies Megamind and Despicable Me. So unfortunate that you missed that. However, we'll be back next week, bigger and better, and please enjoy the rest of the podcast. That's when I said to Johnny Carson, I'm not going to come on the show for less than $3,000. What do you think <laughs> I am, John Crawford? <laughs> Look, oh, I'm so glad that's our end. Listen, if I don't edit around this, this is how we got back in after the recording stopped. Look, just wanted this to be our introduction. <laughs> so you've not missed anything. Nothing weird happened with your audio. Look, just decided that would be how we should start back into the podcast. Yes, we had some technical issues there. Uh, As per. Quite ironic that started happening when I went on a tangent about feeling left behind by modern culture. That Uh, is truly ironic. And I had to find some sort of way to organically insert some of the absolute pearls of wisdom that unfortunately were cut out of the recording. Uh, Yes, well, that's a, a good in back to it that we are slightly uh faulty and, and unaware of how to use technology quite as well as as the young kids what with their their tiktok and and talking the tick and I stole your joke look i stole your joke how do you I, feel I, I, listen it's i can write that off my taxes because that was a charitable <laughs> donation goodness knows you need it <laughs> <laughs> look me at that joke before the recording stopped and i i thought i would steal it before we could get in <laughs> Uh, I have to say, as the kids on Visco say, that joke means. <laughs> Look, you've got to stop. I've People hate this. People hate this. We are listening. <laughs>
Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be so good embarrassing my children when I'm older. Yeah, well, definitely. But like embarrassing though in like the funny way, not in like the you're old and you turned and cunt and you peed yourself. That's just embarrassing, not like Yeah, funny. no no no. Not not hurtful, embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing that is enjoyable, you know? Um High School Musical one, two and three. Incredibly similar plot. Uh, I'll give you a, a brief plot synopsis of all three movies. Boy slash girl likes to sing and perform. Okay. The people around them don't accept that they want to be different. They don't know how to be different. Um, and then at the end, they do be different and it's fine until the next movie comes around and then it's not fine again. And they do the rinse repeat. <laughs> um I, I'm saying this, I absolutely love the High School Musical movies, like, so much. We watched them all maybe two weeks ago, uh, me and my siblings. I, I think these movies are so good. They're so, like, not, not good in terms of well-made. They are incredibly poorly made there, but they obviously have a lot of nostalgia for them. But I think the music is genuinely good. Um, the characters are all decent. The acting isn't isn't miserably bad by any means and i think that like it's just it's very it makes you it is very feel good you know and i think especially like if you are around that high school age or just have left high school as we have it it does have a certain relatability to it or at least like fondness of looking back at your time in high school especially obviously if you enjoyed your time at high school and which which we did uh and we did you know um musicals and and shows and choir in school so there is a a big relatability there that i think it it does make me happy to watch i mean if we're talking about uh relatability through the lens of our musicals then i would very strongly relate to the song i don't dance (laughs) The, the problem is look both people who sing that song are both very good dancers as are you don't get me wrong that that (laughs) I, I I mean, that's got to be the most criminally underappreciated song and the, the whole series. I mean, people always talk about, obviously, for, for good reason, they talk about Breaking Free, uh, Wild Cats, uh, I think that's what that song's called, Summertime. Um, the one where Zach Efron's on, like, the golf course or something? Yes, um, Bed On It, that song's called. I, I only, I mean, yes. I just love that song from the, uh, the Vine, that vine that it's like the kid looking in the pool and then he like does the the bit from that song i love that yeah yeah i i just think they're brilliant i mean i think i think uh i don't done should be right up there with it like it just it just goes off absolute banger agreed agreed um no but for for an actual overview of what the three movies are because they are different in in setting it's more just the the overarching plot that's similar um high school musical one it's troy and gabriella they both want to sing deep down they both want to sing they discover they love it but they can't break the the status quo that's another one of the songs um troy is a basketball player he's the the mvp of the team he's the coach's son um gabriella she's smart kid she's just started at the school and she sort of again has to stick with the smart kids Nobody's allowed to interact and mingle, but then at the end they learn that you should be who you are and express yourself, and that's cool. Then, High School Musical 2, we ignore that as we go to uh, their summer break, as they, they work in a Lava Springs, I think it's called, it's sort of a spa resort, and again, there they they want to troy wants to work on his future and work on himself but his friends don't want him to change they want him to stay as he was and then again through sort of learning that he shouldn't change but he he should he should allow himself to change without um sacrificing his friendships that's sort of the big lesson in that one but again similar in terms of that he wants to do something else and his friends are telling him that he shouldn't change and then high school musical 3 is their senior year it's them starting to leave school and again troy is faced with the dilemma of whether he wants to pursue basketball or uh singing or acting i'm not sure exactly what it is um and that's his dilemma because again despite the fact that 
everybody now is on the same page. They just, again, aren't, and he can't change because he doesn't want to let down his friends and his family who think he should act a certain way. So you can see the three lines there of the, the movies. It's very angsty. It's very angsty when you look at when you look at it objectively, when it's not like in the watching the actual performances, the, the plot alone is extremely angsty. Yeah. I sort of I do appreciate how it really does highlight the differences between how uh we depict uh secondary school in the UK compared to how it's depicted in America, like America big dance yeah. numbers and motion handsome uh, handsome and pretty people. Uh, whereas the the touchstone as to how secondary school in the UK uh, is depicted, the, the best episode of it is literally about one of them drinking too much caffeine and shitting themselves in the middle of an exam. Yeah, I was going to say, our <laughs> our big UK touchstone for, you know, if, if you wanted to describe to uh, an American what the what secondary school is like in the UK, I would say to watch The Inbetweeners, and I would also say, and I am not joking, like, watch it. And that is, bar like the fact that insane stuff happens to them very regularly. Apart from that, it is a perfect representation. Not that not a good representation. It doesn't paint us in a positive light at all, but <laughs> it is accurate to to every degree. It's I I think it's like it's how they interact with each other. Like the reality is, when we were in school. We were nice to each other. I mean, not in them. I, I realize how oxymoronic this sentence is. I'm just going to say we weren't nice to each other, but not in a mean way. Yeah. What I just mean is like, it's not like pure, oh, you're, you're beautiful and handsome and you've got this. Like Americans yeah. are like high school musical. It's like, <laughs> you're stupid dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're still if some, if, Yeah. Like American high school, if it was like, oh, I, I, I can't go out and, and play the the big basketball game. I'm just I'm no good, as you say. They would be around. No, come on, man, you got this. You're the best player in the team. Whereas here, if it was like I'm not going to play rugby on Saturday, I'm I'm just not good enough. They either it would be <laughs> you'd either get told, "I true, you're not that good. Just bench it." Or if you were good, they say, "Wise up, get on the pitch," you know. There's very little um, player. You're soft. Player, you're soft. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if there's one thing we know, it's that I am not soft. Uh, little inside joke, but whatever. Well, can you, I wonder if you do the opposite. It's just like open up about your feelings and discuss your emotional vulnerabilities with a trained professional, or you're soft. Oh, that's a that's a good idea. Look, reverse psychology. <laughs> That's yeah, a good that's way to start getting people to open up. Get men talking by bullying them into talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, oh no! It, it, ironically, it might be the only thing. It might work. work. Yeah, it, it may just. It's it's crazy, but it's maybe just what we need. Um, now of the High School Musical movies, I now I have to pick a favorite, and this is this is really tricky because I think they're all. I think they're all great for one, but also I think they are all very much have uh, have their well, merits. So I I don't know. If I have a, a rough idea, but what what do you think, Luke? Do you have a favorite? Well, I was going to say um, maybe we can pick the, our favorite movie each, but I think what would maybe be slightly more important is since it's treated as a whole, is pick your three favorite songs after that. So I'd say that is I'd a good idea. Favorite is a high school musical too i think it's probably got it's slightly controversial because i know a lot of people pick high school musical one but i think just as a, even a little just uh follow up the original high school musical with something that in my opinion is probably better it, it's just impressive like yeah i i that was my my that's my go-to favorite i think would be high school musical two as well i think I also think for the purposes of this topic, I think it's probably the most different of the three as well, just because yeah. it's more uh, it's more about conflicts in friendship rather than um, 
breaking away at individuality. And I do really like actually some of the moments in that feel very uh, real for like a, a Disney Channel movie that is very unrealistic. It's about, you know, this group of high schoolers who dance and sing every two minutes. In some of the friendships do feel quite real in the ways they fall out, but of course make up in the end. And it's that thing of, you know, him, Troy and Chad, they're best friends. And it's like, we have a, a big falling out here, but of course we're still friends at the end. You know, there was, that was never in question. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a very realistic sort of way to look at a lot of friendships. So I think High School Musical 2 wins it for me. Um, and yeah. no, top three songs uh across the whole series or are you picking one from each how, how do you think just top three across the series oh okay we don't need to like go in that deep yeah, yeah yeah um okay i don't know if this is in order but my three favorites i think um work this out from high school musical 2 that's the yeah. one where they dance in the kitchen i i love that i also love the dance the dance routine to that i think is really cool um, I think I have to give it to Breaking Free from I mean, High School Musical 1. I mean, how can you not say that? And uh, High School Musical 3, I actually do have one from each movie. Uh, can I Have This Dance from High School Musical 3, the, the slow dance song that Troy and Gabriella sing? I think that song is genuinely incredibly romantic. I think it's a, a beautiful love song. Um, and I think it's... It, it doesn't feel necessarily like it's from high school musical like you could pick it out as like a wedding slow dance song and you wouldn't you wouldn't like bat an eye if you didn't know it was from high school musical you wouldn't it wouldn't sound weird and out of place you know yeah so i i really like that one yeah. what about you uh i think i'll just go in no particular order i think well obviously i hyped up so much i've got include it i i really like that i don't dance and yeah i would caveat that with you have to watch the as the video. You can't just listen. To yes, the definitely. Choreography that Hunter makes, makes it. You will not see a single more camp depiction of a game of sport <laughs> in any movie than how that scene depicts baseball. It is. I love it. Uh, then I think just got and it is the king of high school music or or the queen of that's. Sorry, that's me of James A. Castor Joe. Oh, but yeah. He, <laughs> or she. Or she. Yeah. Of people who remember too late that they need to go and clip both chin. Sorry, yeah. clip both sex is not gender. Only, only ever said by men. Yeah. Yeah. That's a and, great joke. And uh, yes, I have to include Breaking Free is just its peak, is, as I said, the king or queen. All of yeah. the musical songs. It's just epic. And I think my th my the last of my top three is We're All in This Together. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Completely and utterly cheesy. But I would I would be lying if I said when I hear it, I don't get a bit emotional. It's 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 just yeah. one of those songs that's like it it just reminds you of a very happy time of being a kid. Definitely, yeah. I think it is. I think High School Musical, it does. It hits two points of nostalgia, I think, for me, because obviously it came out when I was much younger. So uh, I think it's 2006, 2000, around about that, the first one came out. So uh, I would have watched it maybe a year or two after that when I started watching them all. I think they all came out only a year or two apart. Um, so it's around about that time. I could be wrong, but that's that's a rough guess. So obviously watched it when I was very young. So that's one area of nostalgia already. But then combine that with then it also hits a lot of those points of being in high school. As I said, for us, obviously it's not a realistic depiction, but it still feels very nostalgic. And it makes you miss all of those great moments of high school of like doing the the musicals or, um, you know, sort of going to school and you have to see your friends all day. Not that you don't want to, not that, you know, you wouldn't want to, but it's that thing. I think maybe it hits even harder now during during a lockdown that, you yep. know, you, you don't realise how lucky you were that, like, you actually were forced to go into school every day and see your friends for six or seven hours and yep. just spend every really? day seeing, like, your closest friends, you know? Um, it does make you also, nostalgic. 
that that title's am- ambiguous. Sort of just hitting on your point. That title's ambiguous, depending on the tone you And you can either say, we're all in this together. Like, as a really happy camaraderie thing. Or you can say, it's, oh, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is very true. I, I would, sort of in terms of music, I, it popped into my head. I'd like to give an honourable mention, just because I think under the rules, you couldn't really include it in the in the top three. I've yeah. not watched that musical TV series, but I have heard this mm. one song for it. The slaps, absolutely slaps. I think, I can't remember what it's called, which I know is not much for a podcast, but I actually <laughs> think the singer of it is Olivia Rodrigo, who's Yes, who's their, uh, her new song, Driver's License, has, yeah. has absolutely blown up. I know, because I had only discovered that recently, um, because it, it was you who told me about the, the High School Musical, the series song, and I went and listened to it, and then yeah. recently went to listen to it again and discovered that they were the same person. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like to think we had a little in a little bit of insight before she blew up, you know. Uh, but that song is amazing. I forget what it's called as well, so apologies. Right. Um I, I, I'll I put it in the description. I'll, I'll I'll Google it quickly. Hang on. Oh, perfect. Even better. Um, really, but yeah, you can you can tell we do our research for these. Oh yeah. Um, Listen, I've got all, a page with. Yes, all I want. Excellent. I sort of I I've got halfway there. I was thinking, was it called "All I Ever Wanted"? And then I was like, no, that's the Billy Eilish song. That's oh, okay. all I want. Well worth it. Um, I think it's probably even better than driver's license. Uh, so yes, Armageddon versus Deep Impact. Um, the, 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 literally the same, the exact same plot. A group of yeah. astronauts go up into space to destroy an asteroid. Uh, one survived because it had Bruce Willis in an Aerosmith song. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the real difference maker. I mean, no, the only reason deep impact is remembered is for being the same movie as armageddon otherwise yeah feed it into complete obscurity definitely i think that those are are, both of them are are what the one of those movies where you could literally swap those scene for scene and you would think are they not the same movie you know or Mm. uh it's very much like one is the the alternate universe version of the same movie you know it just in in some other universe, there was just one slight difference, and Deep Impact came out instead of Armageddon, or vice versa. Yeah. But for whatever reason, we got them both. It, um, it, sort of, it sort of feels like if you wanted to talk about Armageddon in the TV series, he didn't want to, <laughs> he didn't want to say it by name. Yes, like, yeah, 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 right reasons or whatever. So you come up with this movie called Deep Impact. Yeah, and it's it's got. Um, a, a different song by by a rock band called uh, "I Would Like to Not Miss Everything." This <laughs> is so like Motley Crue uh, <laughs> provide the soundtrack, and Vin Diesel stars. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it does feel like that. The copyright free version. Um, but I, yeah, those that is I probably love- the most famous example of this. This sort of thing. Yeah. So, talking about how long do you think before Fast and Furious is in space? It's it's only a matter of time, surely. Yeah, it's, honestly, it's I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. It feels yeah. like it it should have happened by now. Um. So I don't know. It 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 can't be long. I mean, especially after what Hobbs and Shaw, which I didn't watch, but it had like effectively a super soldier in it, which yeah. that that to me is like that was the big leap they needed from get you know it. it as much as Fast and Furious got gradually more and more extreme, that feels like the leap that's like, okay, now we can do whatever we want. Now we've got superheroes and, and you know, uh, nanotech or whatever in it, we can do anything. So I feel like space has got to be the next one. It's kind of your issue, I suppose, when you make a movie series which is literally based on escalating the, the extreme in every single entry. Yeah. You have yeah. to go into space eventually. There's no way around it. <laughs> or Mexico. Um, or Mexico. Similar, a similar uh, venture into the unknown. Set, set um, me a filter. 
But yes, that that concludes our topic for this week of uh, aren't they the same movie? I think we came to some good conclusions there um, between our yeah. between our uh, two sets of movies. And yeah, we have uh, another little segment. This is our segment called Have You Seen This? Where we talk about what we've been watching uh, or doing movies and TV shows throughout the last sort of week or so, what we've watched, and uh, we have a little chat about them. So, look, have you seen... Uh, this is a, a, a niche little TV show. I believe I'm pronouncing this right. WandaVision, I think it's called. Have you seen this, Look. I have not because I'm a cheap bastard who still is not paying for Disney Plus. Of course, of course. Um, <laughs> well, I'll I'll avoid spoilers also because this year the season hasn't ended yet. Um, I've watched the first four episodes of WandaVision, and boy oh boy, it's so good. Episode four, it really really ramps up. We get some big reveals. Uh, we're certainly getting into some of the action now. Um, for anybody who's watching and listening to this, who's sort of been watching and keeping up to date. Um, you'll know what I'm talking about. I think this is, I think it's a, a great series. I, I really liked the first few episodes and how there was that element of mystery. Um, but I'm, I'm really happy to sort of be getting some answers now. You know, they're, they set up a lot of things, a lot of mysteries that needed solved and we're starting to get to the bottom of some of them. So it's, it's a great series, look, and I'm sure you'll watch it eventually. When did she use the optician? When does she go to the optic? Oh, you need to test oh, her no. Yeah, yeah. I got that joke before you had to say the punchline look, and I'm, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Truly <laughs> awful. Uh, so, um, what, what, what sort of person would you recommend this series to? So, like, people who are fans of which show, or would you say everyone should watch it? Well, I would say undoubtedly, if you uh, are a fan of the MCU, especially if you've watched the rest of the movies, I think you have to be pretty up to date with it. I think sort of post end game, everything's been like that. If you want to keep watching, you have to keep up to date. But if you if you've watched the other MCU stuff, or maybe you've watched the movies, and you, if you were unsure as to whether or not you had to watch the TV shows, you absolutely have to watch this one. Just as a recommendation, because it's great. Also, because it's whether they reference it in future movies or not, it's still worth watching to just understand more about the universe because there's some pretty big things that I feel like could be quite eventful in the series. So absolutely, if you're an MCU fan, watch this. Um, beyond that, what sort of fans should watch it? I think um, if you want, if you enjoyed Legion, um, it's it's pretty similar to that sort of mystery and also that slight kind of uneasiness you know of just um not scratching those itches and, and making you feel a little bit on edge you know so not in like a thrillery way it's not you know it doesn't drive anxiety or anything but it it really does leave you questioning a lot about the series so um if you're a fan of any of that sort of stuff legion is the most similar thing i can think of um I suppose to a certain degree, Black Mirror, but like dialed down <laughs> to, you know, about 0.5 of what it usually is at. But in terms of that, just slight weirdness, slight uh, uncanny valley, I guess, of just making you feel like, oh, there's something weird here going on. Um, if you like any of those sorts of shows, it's definitely, definitely a must. Do you know, sort of from what I got from the trailers, I saw not really similar in terms of like, the genre per se, but I sort of thought in terms of tone and somatics, it was kind of a bit. I got a bit a few X Files vibes, Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer, bit of uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah, I would say that's that's um, that's a good a good shot. I think it's hard to tell because the tone obviously changes. You know, there's there's like a theme, an underlying tone, obviously, but as the uh, the setting changes from episode to episode as they go through these different um, time periods and things. It, it the tone does shift a lot, so it's it's an interesting one. I would say it's quite it's actually dissimilar to a lot of television. It's a very original yeah. idea, um, obviously yeah. very similar I... to television from the sixties, but in terms of for a recent thing, um, it is it's it's quite unique. 
Yeah, I, I really like the sort of uh, just something a bit different because, I mean, as don't get me wrong, as much as I love the MCU, um, a lot of the films are... They have they have similar tones. It's 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 not that they're derivative of each other. It's more like they're they're songs from the same hymn book. If you know what I mean. Yes, yes. No, I agree. And I think Marvel or or Disney, I think they're definitely aware of the fact that they can't really do that anymore. They can't do. They can't rely on the standard origin movie. You know, every single time. so I think I think they are very aware of that, and I think we're going to see some tonal shifts and hopefully some new visions and stuff. Oh, yeah. there's a, another joke, accidental joke, some new visions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I'm excited. If this sets a precedent for how the rest of the MCU is going to go from now on, I'm definitely happy for this to be the way it goes. Not the same tone as one division, but yeah, in terms of some some different things. Um, it's a good sign for for what's to come, I think. Uh, look, what have you seen this week? Well, have you seen Narcos or Narcos Mexico? I have not seen Narcos or Narcos Mexico. Well, let me tell you all about it then. <laughs> Narcos, the first uh, series in the Narcos, I I think Netflix called the Narcos Collection. Mm. Uh, Narcos is about the DEA's efforts. That's the Drug Enforcement Administration, uh, the basically the anti-drug police in America. Yeah. Their efforts to bring down the Medellin cartel in Colombia, which uh, was run by Pablo Escobar, uh, who and at its peak was worth. He was the sixth. Or he was either the sixth or seventh richest man in the world. He was a billionaire. Wow. Um, and then Narcos Mexico is set in the eighties, and it's about the DEA's <laughs> efforts. Uh, sorry, uh, there's two sentences start. It's quite something. DEA's efforts. DEA's efforts. <laughs> That's it for your essays. Don't don't start your essays with each paragraph with the same sentence every time. It sounds very repetitive, <laughs> but. Uh, the Drug Enforcement Administration's <laughs> efforts. No, <laughs> there we go. Efforts again. Uh, <laughs> the Drug Enforcement Administration's endeavor, endeavors, attempts to bring down uh, the original Mexican cartel uh, run by Miguel Angel Felix Gallardo. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty. Pretty similar, just more of the same stuff, basically. Yeah, but is so 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 good. It's <laughs> it, it, it's it sort of ticks a lot of boxes for me. I'm I'm quite into sort of like uh, biopics and stuff, uh, dramatic yeah. dramatized depictions of historical events, and uh, no, it's it's just it's just good TV. You know, sometimes. It, it feels like you could maybe try and dissect something, see what's inside it, and try and explain it that way. But I feel like it's like looking at a tiger. You know, you don't have to explain why a tiger's cool. You just look yes, at it. It, it just is. It, it works definitely. Uh, but it's. But yeah, no. I mean, if I had to just pick out some things, I mean, uh, the 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 actor who plays Pablo Escobar. Gives one of the best performances I've ever seen. I mean, you have to contextualize this. Pablo Escobar is a bastard. He yeah, responsible for the deaths of a lot of people. He ran the biggest drug empire in the world. Yeah, um, and at no point does the show depict him as a good person. But, and this is the sign of a great performance of someone playing a villain. You are always able to sympathize with them. Mm. Uh, so I mean, and and shoof and podcast favorite, um, Pedro Pascal got it there. Pedro <laughs> Pascal is yes. in the the original three Narcos series as DA agent Javier Pena. Uh, Excellent. As, as you would expect, magnificent, and 
he has a mustache. Uh, something or for a glorious mustache. I have actually seen. Man. I have actually seen Pedro Pascal's mustache from Narcos, and it is a wonderful mustache. Yeah, as a, you, you, that's how you notice the show's set in the late eighties, early <laughs> yeah. 80s. Everyone has a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, well, that's about all I've really seen this week. Oh, I did also watch. Uh, look, have you seen uh, Disenchantment? I haven't got around to it yet. It's I basically watch TV once a day, once a day, really. So I sort of <laughs> usually just stick it on for an hour before I go to bed. Three things very yeah. slowly. It's just one one episode. I think that- I think it just it maybe suffers from setting. It, it's constantly setting up what's going to happen next, but it feels like it doesn't really fo- spend enough time on the payoff for those things. Like there is already so much set up for what's going to happen in season four. And I, I can barely remember what has already happened or whether plot threads have been tied up or not. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm not following it as well as it should, but it, it feels like it, that doesn't fit the the theme or the tone of the show in, in the right way. I'm not sure. It I find it a little bit yeah. just, the plot just isn't quite neat enough, I don't think. I think that's what, what I'm getting at. Yeah, I think sort of that's probably partly why you feel disappointed is I think when we were talking about it, we had sort of predicted it to be even better than the first two series because there was such a marked improvement between series one and series two. Yeah. Uh, that I think it had a decent weight of expectation to be even better uh, yeah and but you know I, I, I do you at least feel like you will watch series for even if you aren't as excited i for think it? i will yeah i think also i think maybe the reason that now, now that we're talking about it i think maybe season one and season two they did have a lot of cliffhangers and and open-ended questions and i felt like oh it's coming to your head. Now season three is going to tie all of these unanswered questions together and they're all going to be connected somehow. But yeah. it feels like through season three, it's answered some questions and then opened up some more things that I'm now, I'm not sure that everything actually is connected. And I think it may just be opening up new plots sort of around the place. Maybe season four will tie everything together and it'll be amazing and blow my mind and that would be that would be lovely, but I think I was expecting season three for it to all come to a head, and it it didn't. It sort of felt like a bit of a placeholder season, maybe. You know, there like there was some nice character development. Actually, I did like that, but it felt like you, they were holding off until the big season to happen, which I I don't like when whether it's movies or TV shows. I don't like when that uh, when they do that. You know, when they sort of think, okay, well, not. Uh, this is a bit crude but I can't think of a, a better term for lack of a better term blow our load on this season uh, <laughs> will hold off so it's so the payoff is bigger and I think that that never really works for me I, I think when you have a good idea use it um, rather than trying to make the payoff bigger I, I think that's yeah. not really a smart think, way to make TV I think it's usually a good idea to bookend the series with someone even if you want to set up the next series bookend it with something I mean yeah, uh, probably not in this series because it's 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 it's, it's got a, the story can be a little bit dark at times, but it's mostly a light heart and tone. I mean, a lot of series will finish, a lot of shows will finish a series with a character death. Yeah, and but I think everything aside, it's good to have like a proper story driven animated show. Uh, that is true. I mean, most animated shows, you know, at the moment are purely episodic. There's no overarching themes connecting it. I think it is good to have a narrative-driven one. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I still enjoyed it, and I did watch it all, so I, I'm kind of taking a bit of a dump on it for no reason. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think I maybe just was expecting to love it. Uh, I wasn't hooked on it as much as the first two seasons. I think that's the main difference. But, listen, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Say lovey. Um, but that is about us, I think, for this episode. Quite a long one, I think. Um, 
I, I had a lot of fun. Uh, Luke, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, we now have some socials. Uh, now that we've finally established ourselves, suggestions, anything, um, you can email us at crackandbanterpod at gmail.com. Um, no capitals, no underscores, anything like that. Crackandbanterpod at gmail.com. And we'll uh, we'll see your your inputs. If it was nerd, going straight in the bin. Uh, but anything else, Fan we'll read. welcome. Hentai is not. Yes. Well, it's not like bigger podcasts where they're overburdened with fans. <laughs> you know, if you have, yeah. if you send some, we will yes, read it. Uh, I wouldn't worry about your uh, your email getting lost in the emails that yeah. we get sent. I, I imagine we'll see it. Um, and of course, we are by no means the authority on these topics. So if you have a different opinion and you want to send it in, uh, we'd we'd love to read it and sort of see a new perspective. So feel free to write in and get in touch. As I said, Twitter and Instagram, you can get us there as well and uh, leave a comment or a follow. Tell a friend, share the podcast. We we love uh, send, uh, sharing with more people. So the more people we get involved, the, the better, you know. So feel free to share it around. And um, thank you all for we, listening. We thank you, Luke. Um, thank you for having me. And we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.